coming to you from the Deep South. This is the Blue Collar Leadership Podcast. High impact leadership is not reserved for leaders, and it has nothing to do with your position, title, or rank. However, it does have everything to do with your character. It's time to climb to the next level and beyond, personally and professionally. Now, let's start making it happen with your host, Max Story. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Blue Collar Leadership Podcast and my 30-part series on my book, Blue Collar Leadership and Supervision, Unleash Your Team's Potential. Today, we're on part 13 or chapter 13, whichever way you want to look at it. And today, chapter 13 is titled Leading by Example. The subtitle is You're Always Teaching What You're Modeling Regardless of What You're Teaching. Think about that. What I'm saying is you're always teaching what you're modeling regardless of what you're teaching. And I'll give you an example. I meet a lot of people, a lot of leaders who tell me, and they actually are doing it. They read and study a lot of leadership content. They may be listening to this podcast right now. They may be reading my book. They may be reading somebody else's book, learning from other people. But they're studying a lot of leadership content. And I meet these people. And a lot of them, they can rattle off quotes. They can rattle off the principles. They can tell you all about it. But for whatever reason, some people struggle to be able to apply it. They can tell everybody else what they ought to do. But when I stand back and I watch, a lot of times I'm like, I'll be wondering, has this person ever read a leadership book? Did they hear themselves talk to the team just a moment ago? It's the same way with children. And I can put that in that that personal example for you. Again, you're always teaching what you're modeling, regardless of what you're teaching. I told you about losing that relationship with my son. And I'll touch on a little bit more of it now, but not a whole lot. You can go back and dig up that episode about that time I lost my son and kind of hear it in depth. But I used to drink alcohol. I don't anymore, but I used to. But when Eric was, was young and became a teenager and I was having that talk with him about alcohol, I didn't tell him he needed to go out and start drinking. I, I was, I wasn't that bad of a dad. I was worse. I told him all the reasons he didn't need to do it. But yet when he went to the refrigerator to get himself something to drink, tea or milk, Coke, whatever it was, he would see my beer in the bottom of the refrigerator. I share that example a lot because it applies to a lot of different things that I teach. It's a good, good example and it's my example. So I wasn't teaching him what I was teaching him. I was teaching him what I was modeling. That's why I say you're always teaching what you're modeling regardless of what you're teaching. I was saying one thing, doing another. Happens all the time at work as well. Leaders tell everybody else what to do. You know, pick up trash. Why is this area so dirty? And they walk into the area and out of the area, and the leader never picks up a piece of trash. Got a great story about Dan Cathy relative to this principle right here. Dan Cathy is the son of Truett Cathy who founded Chick-fil-A. 
And I share this story a lot. It fits in a lot of different places. So you may have heard it before, but it fits right here. I heard had the privilege of hearing Dan speak at a, a John Maxwell event that I was at uh, quite a few years back. And Dan got up there and he was actually talking about what servant leadership looked like, or in my words, what high impact leadership looks like. They're the same thing, helping people, serving people, whatever you want to call it, it's the same thing. And so Dan was asked to come up and just speak for a few minutes about what that meant at Chick-fil-A. You know, his father Truett founded Chick-fil-A and he's passed away now, but Dan is the, the chairman and, and CEO of Chick-fil-A these days and has been for a while. So Dan says, this is what it means at Chick-fil-A. It means when I pull into the parking lot, I park in the farthest the farthest parking space from the front door. What he says, what he says is no one's going to walk farther to the front door every day than I do. He don't have a front row parking spot that says Dan Kathy CEO, let me park by the door cuz I'm special. That sends a message to people. <laughs> and this sends one that this person thinks they're special, but Dan doesn't think he's special. Dan thinks he's just a regular guy. So he goes to the other end of the spectrum and says, I'm going to park farthest away. I may pull into the parking lot. Nobody's there. I'm going to park in the farthest spot. But the key point that I want to talk about relative to this principle I just shared with you was he said also he picked up trash all the way to the front door and all the way back from the front door. And he never told people to pick up trash, but guess what they did? They picked up trash because they saw the leader doing it. He didn't walk past trash and then go find somebody to go out there and clean up the parking lot. I'm sure if there was a big mess, he might go in there and ask somebody to help him clean it up while he was doing it himself. This is a whole, this high impact leadership that I'm teaching you about. It's an entirely different level of character development than most people see in their leaders or their boss. But this chapter on leading by example it's critical if you want to become a high-impact leader, worth following. Albert Einstein said it this way. Example isn't another way to teach. It's the only way to teach. Everybody's watching. I tell leaders when I used to be teaching and consulting on lean manufacturing, I used to tell leaders, when you walk through your facility... Relative to, let's say, picking up trash, I tell the leaders, it doesn't matter what level you are. If you're an entry-level frontline supervisor or if you're the plant manager or you're the CEO, it doesn't matter. If you walk through that facility and you walk past trash and you act like you didn't see it, you just co-sign to everybody watching, I really don't care if this place is clean. I may care if you pick it up or not. I really don't care. I think it's your responsibility to keep it clean, not my responsibility. Which leader do you want to which which leader do you want to follow? One who feels like that or one every time you see them they're picking up trash. And I know people who know who know Dan Kathy and I've heard them talk about him. He picks up trash everywhere. Not just at Chick-fil-A, everywhere. It doesn't matter where he goes, he picks up trash. He values picking up trash. 
He values keeping the environment that he's passing through clean. I'm sure there's a limit to it. He probably don't stop on the interstate every time he's driving down the road and pick up every piece of trash he sees. But if he's walking past it, he can pick it up. But most importantly, without a doubt, within his own organization, whatever you want as a leader, you've got to set the example. If you want your team leading, uh, learning and growing, guess what you need to be doing? And you're doing it. If you're listening to this, you're doing it. But make sure your team knows you're doing it. I spoke to a group of, of, of business owners a while back in Louisville, Kentucky. And one of the owners heard me, and I was talking about this book, actually, about four hours that I, Rhea and I and my wife were speaking on this book. This, this little 30-chapter book, three pages per chapter it takes me. If somebody really wants me to teach the entire book, it teach, takes me probably about 12 hours. But a lot of times we go around and we speak. Any, any, any company, we reduce our speaking fees down to 3600 bucks and give the, the organization 200 copies of the books, which actually is the same cost. If you bought 200 books, it costs $3,600. But we reduce our speaking fees, my speaking fee to $3,600, and I give the, the owner or the conference uh, manager 200 copies of the books and then we basically go go speak so that's what we were doing and this one business owner his light bulb went off and he realized what he was expecting in his company and what he was wanting in his company and, and he looked in the mirror like every good leader would do every high impact leader and he asked himself how am i doing what's cool is he bought two of those packages and we went out to speak to his team in boise idaho and near seattle washington and he bought 400 books or got 400 books paid us to come out and speak twice we didn't come for probably six or eight weeks it was probably six or eight weeks before we went out there after he heard us speak but within a few days he was emailing me and telling me what he was doing with his team and he was starting to do book studies and that he was reading and then when we were out there he shared with me how he he had stopped watching so much TV and started reading more. And he was telling me about all these books he was reading. And a lot of them I had recommended or he had learned from my books. And a lot of them he had discovered on his own because now he had been reading and growing. But that is, that's high impact leadership. He, he wants to take this stuff to his organization. Guess what he needs to be doing? He needs to be modeling it. And he is. And it's phenomenal. But so many leaders, it doesn't matter what level. They may not be the owner. They may be a supervisor of a production line somewhere or a foreman out on a job site, and they just wish their team would get better. But they walk in every day exactly the way they were yesterday. They're not getting any better. They're not talking about what they're learning. They're not teaching and sharing with their team. So you can take this principle and apply it in all kinds of different areas. I'm actually applying it to what we're doing right now relative to leadership development, personal growth, and that sort of stuff. But someone is always watching. Especially the leaders. You know this. You report to somebody now or have in the past. Someone is always watching. And it doesn't just apply to the leaders. They're watching everybody. So the question is not, are you a role model? 
The real question is, what kind of role model will you be? Because remember, you're always teaching what you're modeling, regardless of what you're teaching. Your example, your behavior, everything about who you are, how you do what you do, why you do what you do. That's the example. Same way at home. Think about this. Do you want your team to listen to you? Guess the example you need to set. You must listen to them. In the last two episodes, was talking about communication. The last one was actually about squinting with your ears, with your ears. Right, squint with your ears. And I, I didn't tell you, but I, I should have added it in there. Ria's got an amazing book called Straight Talk: The Power of Effective Communication. But it's really about connection. But a lot of people don't know that word, so she called it the power of effective communication. But it's 30 chapters, three pages each. I may do a series like this on it one day. But she's got audio book, ebook, and paperback. If you really want to dive into being a better communicator, specifically that, or helping your team communicate, you want to do book studies with team members, this, her book, Straight Talk, you can find it in our store, bluecollarleadership.com. Go into the store and look underneath her books, and you, you can find it there. But really, really good stuff that Rhea's got in that book. But think about this. Do you want your team to trust you? I bet you do. If you're leading a team, I promise you want them to trust you. But guess what you must do? You must trust them. You may think, oh, I can't trust them. That's probably what they're thinking too. I can't trust him or her. You're the leader. You've got to fix whatever needs fixing. You've got to improve whatever needs improving. It starts with you. It's not about you. It's about the team. But it starts with you because you're the leader of the team. Do you want your team to accept and embrace change in a positive way? When you roll out change to the team, would it be nice if they would embrace it? Absolutely. Guess what you must do? Then you must accept and embrace change in a positive way. You prefer your team not to blame you? Then you must not blame others. So think about these last two. Do you want your team to accept and embrace, embrace change in a positive way? Do you prefer your team not to blame you? No leader wants their team blaming them, but the leader will blame the team. I've seen this a lot, and I actually talk about it in this chapter in the book. If you read it, you'll, you'll get a little bit deeper dose of it. But I've been out working with teams. When I was leading all these process improvement teams, I talk about all the time, 11,000 hours worth of it. And, and I'll be standing with a team and the, their leader comes up. You know, kind of, leader hadn't been in the picture. All of a sudden, leader shows up. First thing out of the mouth, I got bad news. I, and I don't do it where people can see me, but inside, I'm just shaking my head. I'm like, why would this leader, I'm thinking to myself, why would this leader walk up, instantly demoralize the team, and say he's got bad news? He could have just said, I have news. I got some news. But he already set the stage for him to want to resist it because he said, I got bad news. He could have just said, I got news. 
and then he'll deliver the news, he or she. And then a lot of times they'll blame their leader. All, all I'm doing, I'm just a messenger. You know, it happened up above me. I'm just, I'm just cascading it down. So now they're, they're modeling for their team to blame their leader when things go in, in a way that they don't like. He's just trying to pass the blame. He don't want the blame on me. He wants to pass it to his leader. And then he'll give him the news and, and he's already made his bad news. And then he told him he thought it was bad news and he still does. Now they think it's bad news. And this leader will moan and groan about it, trying to soften it up. And then he'll turn around and walk off. And I'm still standing there and I watch what happens. The team starts moaning and groaning, talking about the bad news. And guess who they blame? As soon as that leader walks off, guess who they blame? They blame that leader because that leader has trained them to blame your leader. That leader walks out and blames his or her leader on a regular basis. So when he walks off, his team sits there. He don't see this, though, he or she, because they're gone, right? But I see it. I've seen it a lot. Because I'm, I'm not gone. I'm still I'm still there. I'm actually responsible for accomplishing a mission with the team. So I have to fix all that mess that the low-impact leader walked up and sprinkled all over everybody. I got to clean it all off and get everybody back on a mission. But that's the kind of stuff that happens. Low-impact leaders do not even understand the example because they're not trying to understand it. I give you a ton of credit. If you're listening today, whether you're a leader now or aspiring to be a leader, you got my respect because you're listening. You want to get better. You want to be better. You've seen all these people that I'm talking about, and they're still out there. They're all over the place. What we have to do is make sure we're not one of those people. So thank you for listening. If you're a leader and you have other leaders report to you, get this book. Lead them through a book study. Model the example. Show them the example you want to be setting and, and, and give them permission to hold you accountable. When you see me doing the opposite of what I'm teaching you, raise my level of awareness. But see, a lot of leaders don't want to teach this stuff to their folks because then their folks will expect them to be this way. That's kind of crazy, right? I want everybody to know this is the way I ought to be, and I want to try to be this way, and when I'm not, I'm wrong. If you're a formal authority leader and you have people on your team who are leading other people, you, you need to get this book. Get a book study going. Start teaching them. Get, get everybody a copy of the book. Order the book on audio on your phone or whatever. and Let everybody sit around, listen to the audio book while they read along, and underline their key points. Once the chapter is over, take six or seven minutes for the audio of one chapter to play. After that six or seven minutes is over, Go around the room, let everybody talk about the key point that they underline, their key takeaway. And then most importantly, why was that a key takeaway? Each person shares the key takeaway and why. The next one shares key takeaway and why. Go around the room, and then you can go about your business. Or you can sit there and discuss it, whichever one you want to do. But at a minimum, if you're a leader, you need to be growing and developing your people. I'm doing it for you, and I don't even maybe not even know you. You know those people. Let them know you value them. Let them know you want to help them succeed, and you do, because when they succeed, you succeed. This stuff's not hard to comprehend. It's just hard to do because you're busy. 
Doesn't mean you're a bad person. Think about this. When you talk about and blame others behind their back, you're modeling who you are on the inside to those watching from the outside. Without actually saying it, you're communicating to everyone. If I talk about and blame others behind their back, I'll do the same to you. If I talk about and blame others behind their back, I'll do the same to you. So that's what's happening. When a leader goes out to their team, I may be one-on-one with a team member and I'm talking about another team member. And if it's not positive, then it's negative talk behind their back and they can't defend themselves. That person I'm talking to about the other person knows I've just trained them and I'll do the same thing about them. I may talk about my leader in a negative way to my team. That tells them there's a good chance when I'm up talking to the leader, I'm talking negative about my team. Who we are matters. Because somebody's always watching. There's a lot of dysfunctional teams out there in the world, and it's because they got dysfunctional leaders. That's just the hard, cold truth. You, If you're listening to this and you've been following along, you already know it, and you're trying to do something about it. You don't want it to be you, and neither do I. So high-impact leaders model well-developed character and accept responsibility for improving morale, increasing productivity, improving opinions of others, and building trust among their team and in their organizations. That's that keyword trust again. That's what all the stuff I teach is about. Because trust is the foundation of influence, authentic influence, meaning it's based on your character. Artificial influence, we remember we talked about that early on in this series. That's based on your position and title and that sort of stuff. That's one not what I'm teaching you. I'm teaching you how to grow and develop your authentic influence. That's why this applies to anyone at any level but I'm trying to talk to the leaders in this series, formal authority leaders. Modeling is very important because who you are is who you attract. So think about that one principle. If I'm the kind of person that talks behind people's back, then I'm going to attract people who talk behind people's back. Because people who don't, they don't want nothing to do with me. <laughs> they can't stand me. If you're the kind of person who doesn't talk behind people's back, you respect people, you talk to their face or either you don't have anything to say. And I'm the kind of person who talks behind someone's back, bad mouths them. Your character and my character are not aligned. You don't want to be around me. But people who are happily talk about people behind their back, they, they kind of hang out together. And that's what they do. They talk about people. They don't even understand it. Their level of awareness is so low. So a team, a leader of a group of people who talks about people behind their back, if there are any really good people with high character on their team, they're going to leave. They're going to leave the organization or they're going to leave the team and go find another leader in the same organization to report to. Or they're going to stay on the team and they're just going to be frustrated. They'll have low morale, low performance and all that kind of stuff. And the only reason they'll stay there is because they haven't led themselves well enough to have options to leave from there. So then they're going to have all these bad negative feelings inside. A lot of dynamics going on relative to this stuff. 
High-impact leaders are able to build high-impact teams because they attract team members that are like them. So if you want to achieve more on the outside, you must first become more on the inside. So you get better by choice, not by chance. Model that for your team. Declare your intent. Tell them about the choices you're going to start making intentionally. Help them want to make better choices because they see you making better choices. You get better by choice, not by chance. Bill Hybels had this to say. We don't tend to drift into better behavior. We don't tend to drift into better behavior. What did he mean? He meant you have to become intentional. And you're doing it. You get full credit. You're still listening to this podcast. You listen to others. You're reading other books. You're doing it. Don't stop. I do it every day myself. That's why I'm able to share all this stuff with you because every day I'm reading. Every day I'm reading, I'm capturing quotes, I'm writing, I'm doing podcasts. I'm letting what good flows into me flow through me and into others. And I'm challenging you as a high impact leader, go do the same thing with your team. And remember, if you if you don't lead other leaders, formal authority leaders, and you just have a team of people reporting to you, you are a leader, but the people on your team are like frontline entry-level people. Remember, I have a book specifically for helping you grow and develop those people called Blue Collar Leadership, Leading from the Front Lines. I've got a series just like this already finished. It's back at episode 65, and you can get on bluecollarleadership.com and go to the programs overview, and you can see that book. You can learn about it. Download the first five chapters of all of my Blue Collar Leadership books there. You can listen to a, a five-minute audio sample. A lot of resources there. So thanks for listening. Hope you have a great day. Talk to you next time. Make it happen or someone else will. It might as well be you. Are you serious about taking your career and your life to the next level and beyond? Check out Max Story's Blue Collar Leadership Series books and others now available on audio, along with paperback and ebooks at Amazon, iTunes, and Audible. Please visit bluecollarleadership.com to learn about Max books, programs, special offers, certifications, and more. Thank you for listening to the Blue Collar Leadership Podcast.